0: Welcome to Health Plus Tech, the podcast where we explore the law that applies at the intersection of healthcare and technology. Hosted by McGuire Woods, episodes feature healthcare innovators and updates on the laws that apply to digital health businesses.
1: Welcome to the Health Plus Tech podcast. I'm Kristen McDermott-Woodrum, a healthcare partner in the Atlanta office of McGuire Woods and a co-lead of our digital health, innovation, and technology practice. Today, we are excited to welcome to the podcast, Charlie Wynn, co-founder, VP of Sales, and Chief Revenue Officer for LINE. LINE is an AI-powered call recording and automation platform for multi-site specialty healthcare practices. LINE captures and, using AI, analyzes new lead interactions, phone calls, web forms, chatbots, and online bookings to offer practices visibility into patient acquisition without any manual data entry from practice staff. Welcome, Charlie. So tell Kristen. us about yourself. What- What's <laughs> okay. up? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, w- welcome to the podcast. So to kick it off, tell us about yourself. What experiences led you to Found Blind?
0: So um, my background sales in college, it dates back to um, I had this crazy summer job where I sold educational books door to door for four summers um, you know anybody who's done that?
1: No, you're the first and probably the last.
0: <laughs> We're a dying breed, Kristen. Um, but uh that was that was uh, I mentioned it cuz I fell in love with psychology of sales and process and what was weird about the experience is like the a lot of the people that you would meet and think, "Oh, they're not going to do very well." Uh they did great because they followed the formula um to you know, sort of work the job of sales as opposed to being just like naturally good at it. And that was an interesting lesson to learn, um, you know, early in uh, in my developmental years and heading into a career. So various sales jobs in different industries, started doing consulting. This is how line comes into play and was working with uh, uh, provider groups. Um, one was a behavioral health a uh, company that spent a lot of money on marketing to drive new patient leads. The leads are really valuable, not a whole lot of insurance involved with uh, with the, the, the patient visits. And um, they didn't have a good process for understanding everything about the bridge between lead gen and scheduling an initial appointment, which was like a tour of their facility. And so they had Salesforce as a CRM. And they just didn't really use it. So the management team had no idea. You know, we spent X on all these paid ads, and we know how many like clicks on the website we got, but what did, how many, how many new opportunities reached out? Did we answer the phone? What was in that conversation? Uh, uh, did they book a tour? If they didn't, why not? So we listened manually to all of their conversations. And we were like their scribes in Salesforce. We were like, you know, documenting what happened and built a bunch of reports and gave them visibility with no effort from their side into what the heck was going on. So they got insights that were really transformational for that part of their of their business. And that was where the insight came from. Is like this, there's a lot of value here, but obviously we can't manually, manually listen to all the um calls that come in. And so, my co-founding partner was leaving private equity, had sort of a macro healthcare perspective, um, and we decided to try to build a technology that could do what I had done manually with automation, and that was the initial uh, idea for what became Line.
1: That's fascinating background. Very cool. So, can you tell us more about how Line works? The value proposition for practices. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure. We, we focus on uh, healthcare specialties. So we work in a variety of areas, aesthetics, dental and oral surgery, orthopedics, ophthalmology, behavioral health, um, and, and a handful of others. And basically practice groups that are really invested in growing and getting more patients in for that first appointment or consult uh, type meeting. um, They're a, a good fit for us because they're spending money on marketing dollars and they care about that initial bridge of lead to appointment and they need to be able to optimize that. And so with those practice groups, there's really two main elements to our value prop one, we automatically capture and analyze everything that's happening. So inbound calls, web form submissions and the subsequent outbound follow-up, online bookings, chatbots, all that uh, interaction and activity we capture and we know how many people are booking, who's handling the interactions, why aren't some people booking, just tons of stuff that give the practice insight to optimize without manual data entry from staff. Huge. And then the second element is there's some really smart, automated follow-up related to the web form leads. So if I'm a patient on a practice's website and instead of calling or booking online, I go to like, you know, request appointment or something and type in my info. Usually that gets sent to like an email inbox that's shared, sometimes a CRM. But now that practice and that team has the burden of following up with that person because they've got an outbound call or whatever. So we have really cool automation around like this auto call feature that enables the, the team to call a lead within 60 seconds and because we have the AI that's analyzing all of the interactions, um, there's really no data entry from the team. They just log in and it tells them who still needs to be called. So the two elements of the value prop are automated analytics and insights, and then really smart follow-up automation uh, that happens at the right time because our our system knows what's going on. That's really
1: interesting. And it's, very heavy on the tech. So we'd love to hear more about the technology. <laughs> you yeah. mentioned AI. Um, so how does the tech work?
0: Yeah, so AI is, but we were joking earlier, AI is such a buzzword, like people are slapping it on everything. It's, almost, it's like a requirement to be a tech company, but um, we've been doing it for like seven years, Kristen. Uh, the If you think about the story I told of what project was I doing before Line started, I, a human, was listening to calls to track and tag outcomes and other things. And that provided immense value. So the AI is we transcribe call recordings, and then we're pulling out all of the same insights that I did, but using the machine as much as possible. So it's using natural language processing and really advanced complex language models to look at combinations of different things that are being said, taking into account mistranscription because there's background noise and mumbling and different accents and all these different things. It's never like a perfect transcript, right? And so it's just making sense of all that to know, is this really a new patient lead? Did they actually book an appointment? Um, all these different things that are important without the need to have a human listen. Now we still have human call reviewers that'll audit calls if the machine is not certain about something, which happens, you know, a percentage of, of the time, but the AI is a machine understanding a transcript of what was said in a conversation. That's what it's actually doing at its core. And then that allows us to do all the other stuff that I was, uh, that I was talking about.
1: Thanks for that explanation. Um, yeah. Can you share some of the insights that you've derived from your analytics?
0: Yes. Yes, for sure. And, and actually, one, one other element of the tech that I should mention, too, that we really care about is connecting all of the um, different types of touch points to one lead. So let's say someone calls in, doesn't book, goes back to the website later, does book an online appointment, connecting those two interactions to be the same person is another really important um, element because transitioning into your insights uh, question, there's a lot of patient leads that will interact with a practice multiple times in multiple ways before they actually book, um, you know, that initial, initial appointment. So that part of the tech is really interesting. The biggest insight is uh, conversion rates of lead to appointment are dramatically lower than people assume. And it doesn't matter if you are um, you know, predominantly driving leads with paid ads and whatnot, or if you're referral based, we just did a uh, benchmark report for dental and oral surgery. And oral surgery is like the vast majority of new patient leads are referred, right? From general dentists and so forth. Um, and so I'd, I'd say a typical oral surgery practice probably has 80 plus percent of their overall patients reaching out that have a referral. The average conversion rate to an appointment is 62 percent. So 38 percent of people that have a referral calling an oral surgery practice don't schedule, which seems kind of astounding. Um, there's lots of reasons, you know for that. but in every specialty, the average conversion rate is just dramatically lower than what people um, what people assume. So I'd say that's the biggest um, insight, you know, just from doing this for, um, for years now. Um, and the other, uh, insight that, that we've got, um, that comes to mind is how slow most practices are at following up with a web lead. So when a patient fills out a contact form online, which is starting to happen more and more often, as opposed to calling, there's just not good infrastructure, uh, in place for the practice to be organized about following up. So, um, you know, most practices are taking at least a day, uh, or more. And a lot of times they, they don't call back those leads at all. And we found that if you call a, uh, uh, a web form lead within five minutes of that person submitting the form, you, your average conversion rate goes up from 19% to 55%. So, you're like 2.5X more likely to schedule that person if you call them that fast, but people aren't doing that.
1: That's really interesting. Um, and it sounds like the leads are coming in a lot of forms, calling and web and everyone's doing their day job. So it must be difficult to, to keep up with all that. And it sounds like you're tracking trends and you've got some good insights from the analytics. Do you have any other tips for successfully capturing a lead?
0: Yeah, I think, um, the, the, there's, 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 there's a training piece, uh, with staff and then there's a workflow element. And you, you just said something interesting of, um, the, 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 a healthcare practice is like a, it's an interesting thing to think about in terms of the business side and specifically lead management. And this is almost like an extra thing that, oh my gosh, in addition to all of my regular job functions, I also need to try to book the new people, which is like one of the most important things to do for the business. So I mean, any (laughs) other industry, like it's answering the phone when there's inbound is like you prioritize that over almost everything it's tracked a ton and, and whatnot, but it's just kind of a, a mismatch. So um, I think that both the training of this uh, function and the tools, the technology, it's, ne- it's neglected. It's neglected because it's sort of this extra thing to your point. So with the training, um, we find, you know, most often staff are thinking about trying to be nice and friendly Sometimes it's not the case. It is most of the time. And then being helpful. And the way the human brain thinks about being helpful when you enter the phone is just answering people's questions. And people have a lot of questions. What does this cost? Do you take this insurance? What's the post-op like? Can you tell me more about the provider? There's a ton of stuff. Probably pricing and insurance are the most common ones. Um, and so what happens is the staff just start answering the questions the caller has control of the call. The call becomes about the questions, and it's not focused on the process of scheduling them, which is the way you really can, um, you know, can help them. So, especially in non-insurance uh, specialties, caller procrastination is by far like five x more than anything else. The most common reason people aren't booking, which is that, really, just means the call ends with no structure. Okay, well, thanks a lot for answering my questions. Uh, have a great day, you too, bye. Um, that's caller procrastination. So going back to the the sort of a tip here, with training, it's all about the beginning of the conversation. Most people think about training for their front staff is like they have to know everything about the services they offer. And I don't think that's true. They sh- definitely should know these services exist. But their job should be I help people schedule. That's what I do. And one experiment I tell people to do is go ask your front staff what their job is. <laughs> when they answer the phone, it, it'd be interesting to hear what they they would say. And they should all say, I, I'm trying to help people schedule an appointment. So when you do your training, that should be the focus of their mentality. And when you get into the details of what they should do, they should, they should start the call by doing something other than just answering a question. And if you, if you actually do what I just said, like your conversion rate is a hundred percent going to, um, going to increase. So training's important, but it should be about what I just described and not about, you know, a crash course in every laser technology that the practice has or whatever, whatever type of specialty it is. And then the second is uh we kind of talked about it with with the speed speed to lead. Um you should really think through if you're a practice the um workflow of web lead follow up. Like just, you know, it's 2023, we live in a digital age. So texting, um you know, some organized uh platform where you can at least see how many web leads did i get and are we are we following up or not like you should definitely know that and if you have your web leads just going to a shared inbox as an email notification you're definitely losing revenue and that is like such an easy thing to change so think at least think through what your current um, you know, systems are and platforms to know if your team is following up with, with web leads are, and at the very least, use a spreadsheet, which is time-consuming. That's one of the value props of line. Um, but you got to do something other than just have them go into an email inbox.
1: Yeah, I think those are great insights, and especially the staff being friendly and perhaps not following a formula, and definitely if you don't utilize automation or. Of capture the data, analyze it, you're missing opportunities. Um, I thought it was interesting you talked about people crawling, but also using the web. And it seems like different people may interact differently with a practice. Do you have any predictions for the future, just changes in demographics or changes to technology or other factors on how this process will work?
0: Yeah, definitely. So... Um there will be there will be more digital communication there already is but that specifically means instead of calling a practice more people will be filling out web forms interacting with chat features and texting what one thing i do want to make clear is nothing in healthcare specialties is ever going to overtake calls because the services are too high dollar when people are when people might spend a thousand, three grand, five grand, you know, 15, 20, 50 grand for dental implants, full arch thing or whatever. They want to talk to people a lot. Um, and so it doesn't mean that they're not, you know, some people aren't going to book a consult online or whatever, but that just the nature of that customer journey and the psychology of something that is that high dollar, calls are still always going to be king. Um so don't fall into the trap of like oh we don't really care about that we have texting you're you're still getting a lot of a lot of phone calls so make sure that that's a focus but also the uh I think the strategy is just omni channel you should just allow people to choose how they want to interact with you um and you should have texting available you should let them book online uh and fill out forms um they're consumers, right? They, they have choices. They're going to spend stuff out of pocket usually, and every other industry and business that they uh, work with already does this. So growing percentages of those types of communication, it's never going to overtake calls, but it's, it's becoming more and more important. If nothing else, everybody's going to have to do it. And if you don't do it, it's going to reflect poorly on why the hell don't they have online booking? What is this? Um, like if, if I'm, if I'm thinking about going to a restaurant and I'm on open table and they're not on there and then I go to their site and then on reservations, I'm like, what the heck? That's stupid. Um, and so I probably aren't, I'm not going to go there (laughs) unless it's critically (laughs) acclaimed.
1: Yeah. Um, those are great insights. And I know, you know, my parents' generation, they definitely like the phone calls. I'll call if it's something high dollar, but you know, online at 10 PM when I actually have a moment, it's nice to know what's available. And, yeah, you know, there are a lot of younger, younger people than me that grew up with technology and are probably more comfortable with texting and talking to a human. Um, Just on that, that note of kind of change, do you want to um, kind of share your thoughts on what you think the near term impacts of AI will be on healthcare?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a broad category. There, there's so much like on the actual care that I'm not uh, you know, uh smart enough or I don't have experience to speak on. I'm sure that side's gonna be insane, right? Um uh of just how that'll affect the ability to deliver care and diagnose and whatnot. I, I think I think that um you know I mean we're a part of what I'm about to say as well, but I think uh uh AI tech and automation is gonna enable practices to become better at business. I mean that is just Always been a problem, and it should be a problem. Like the people that own a lot of practices, they don't have backgrounds in business. Everybody's busy taking care of patients all day. I understand why it's sort of like this side thing, but the more the technology is able to do things on its own, um, like us delivering insights with without staff data entry, that gives practices the same types of business outcomes and benefits that other industries enjoy. Uh, because that AI allows the tools to sort of fit their situation. So I think that um, AI is going to allow a lot of healthcare practices to just like become more like the other businesses that consumers deal with, which is a really good thing. Makes it easier to schedule, makes it easier to communicate. Um, even if you're an existing patient uh, and it makes practices more profitable, they can continue to grow and help you know more people. So I see only positives um, with AI as it relates to healthcare, especially healthcare business.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, hundred percent. And, um, wanted to wrap it up by asking, what are you most excited about in the next five years for line, just in general?
0: I was going to say Carolina basketball is 2024 recruiting class,
1: <laughs> which
0: is currently ranked right. number one, Kristen, um, next five years. Um, you know, the, I mentioned some of the specialties that we are, uh, involved in and they're all really going to expand a ton. So I just think that there's a lot of growth, um, across every, you know, type of practice group that we serve. And that's awesome. I mean, that, um, of course that's like good for us, but, um, I just think that there's, there's lots of uh, advances and, and changes in the technology on the clinical side um, that people don't necessarily know about. And so I think as practices are able to become better businesses, like I described, they're able to invest more in marketing and more people become aware of all the different options for treatments and services. Um, and so just everybody, I think, is going to benefit uh, you know, from all of that. One specialty just comes to mind. I was at a conference recently for aesthetics um, and aesthetics is going to be like, it, it, it is, it's It's kind of crazy as vain as our society is, how little penetration that specialty has gotten into the general population um, and it is about to absolutely, you know, explode. So that that's really exciting. Um, and again, I think ultimately for people, they're going to become more aware of services that they really need. Um, and it's going to be so easy for them to, you know, book appointments, to be able to learn more about those or, or get those. So kind of a general answer, but every single specialty that I described, um, seems poised for pretty dramatic growth in the next, in the next five years.
1: Yeah. Very exciting and excited about recruiting as well for, for your team. Um, (laughs) Charlie, thank you so much for participating in the podcast today and for sharing your insights, your tips on capturing leads and using automation and your predictions looking forward. Do you want to let our listeners know how they can reach out to you?
0: Totally. Yeah. Um, the easiest way is the our website's line.com. We misspelled line. If you're an AI tech company, you have to misspell a word. Kristen uh, is the name of your company. So it's l <laughs> i i n e.com. Um you can find us or me on LinkedIn uh um as well and feel free if if you, you know, obviously if you're interested in our platform we're happy to chat but even just like rapping about some of the insights that we went through today. Um I love talking about, you know, that stuff. So feel free to message me on LinkedIn and then my email is cwin, C-W-I-N-N, at line, L-I-I-N-E.com. Any of those uh, ways to get at me are totally fine.
1: Perfect. Charlie, thank you so much. And again, Charlie Wynn is the co-founder, VP of sales, and chief revenue officer for LINE with two Eyes. And to our listeners, thank you for joining this episode of Health Plus Tech.